So uh, what do you have this week, Ryan? Uh, I have dibs on a very exciting ACC matchup. An undefeated top-ranked ACC team going against a lesser ACC team, but a team that has caused some trouble in the past. I'm talking, of course, about Wake Forest at Miami. You're an idiot. Wait, wait, which team is which? Uh, Wake Forest, I, I think, is the indomitable. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. Oh, you idiot! Wait, which Sweet. team has a which team has like a five eleven defensive tackle who has like thirty tackles for loss so far this year? That could be any team in the ACC. It really could be any team. In the, who's our leading tackler? It's a defensive tackle who's under six feet tall. <laughs> It's a 230 defensive. T- I, I I really want to know what position that Nikita Whitlock guy will play in the NFL. Like he might be a punter for all I know, but he's completely unblockable at the college level. <laughs> I think I think roving speed bump. He might be a fullback, to be honest. Malicious garbage can, just out there running around. He's gonna he's gonna play R2D2. <laughs> he's really got a studio analyst build. Five eleven, two forty. Oh yeah, no. You, you know big what? suit on him. Just list he, his list his position as smart car. <laughs> he just sounds like Doug Flutie's ill-suited body double. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Doug Flutie when he really let himself go. <laughs> Two forty, Doug. Jeez. Oh, I can only button six buttons on this jacket now. On this twelve-button NFL studio <laughs> analyst jacket. For a five-seven person. <laughs> like one button every inch. Do they just get reject jackets from the NBA? I think technically then... that's a zipper. Yeah. <laughs> At one point it becomes some sort of model train track. It's a child's raincoat is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Sharp, how many buttons do you have in your jacket? 1411? <laughs> but I bet Shannon Sharp would also go the other way and just have one, like a giant, like a car steering wheel as his single button. <laughs> That'd be some South Carolina shit if you had a jacket with just one huge with a, with dish-sized button on it. Why do you have 20s on your jacket? <laughs> Parking. Well, because he's raised, you know, raised not to waste things. So if one button gets the job done, you save all the other buttons. <laughs> um, you, you do have, unfortunately, stumbled into the shutdown full cast. I believe this is Mark 7 of the shutdown full cast. Uh, welcome. I'm Spencer Hall. Joining me, as always, is uh, Jason Kirk. Hey. And uh, Ryan, who doesn't have a last name because he's still, uh, you know, a normal person for the moment. Gainfully employed. Gainfully employed for now. Yeah, that's not going to last. Yeah, no, no, not, not, <laughs> not in this economy, sir. <laughs> um. I wanted to get to a question. We submitted, we asked for uh, reader questions, and we got one from a reader uh, who's also a uh, practitioner of the Dark College Football Arts. That'd be Bruce Feldman of CBS, and uh, he asked a question that is a, a source of much debate on the Internet, and it would be this. Uh, a six-man tag match, okay? So we're pretty clear on the rules, right? Mm-hmm. Three of us on one side. Tables, ladders, chainsaws. I'm assuming that if we're involved, <laughs> that there's many rules forbidding various forms of unfair violence. I ain't jumping off a damn thing. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, I I will do this. Uh, tables and chairs. We can do okay. that. Okay. Okay. Six man tag match. Um, what's your choice of clothing, by the way, in the ring? Because I'm gonna go singlet. Hmm. Um. Are you going the Are you going tiny shorts? Well, I mean, I'd like to say that. I, I don't know if I'd. I wouldn't go the briefs. Mm-hmm. Um, the shorts, I, I do, I do like the boxer briefs, so maybe, maybe I go the, uh, the tiny shorts. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go basketball shorts and oversized t-shirt, and my whole thing is I'm that, that self-conscious kid in the pool who doesn't take yeah. his t-shirt off. <laughs> I might, I might actually change my answer, <laughs> and I might go for, uh, the Hacksaw Jim Duggan arrangement. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, if we're, if we're all being honest here, we'd all wear, like, Jeans. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm pretty confident I could pull that off. You know, because it's a what, a leather vest and a kilt. You got the no. legs for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got the legs for it, and the vest is pretty forgiving because it covers the love handles. But the wrestlers these days, they they dress like like normal people sometimes. Yeah, like, John, uh, John John Cena is like John yeah. Cena is our only athlete who works in jorts. Well, like, what other him Stone Cold himself. Well, yeah, but still, he, he had Daisy Dukes more like, but he, still, yeah, he, he made the bold choice of going boots, leather vest, or you know, occasionally tank top, and then uh, a speedo. That's really if you're outside of wrestling, that's an insane person's combo. <laughs> that's like something. That's like something out of like uh, the world's weirdest gay pictorial. <laughs> And I really hope Stone Cold's not listening because I respect his work and I don't want him to beat me up. <laughs> also, his podcast is better than ours. It's way, man. He gets, oh. yeah, it's way better. So, uh, going back, we are asked the question, Bruce Feldman of CBS wants to know, who are the three head coaches you'd least like to see across the ring? All right, I want to go ahead and just put this. You have to, I think, properly understand the question by reversing it first. Who are three coaches across the way who you're like, okay, I can live with that? Uh, Dabo. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna disagree. Well, I mean, he, he we know he comes, you know, from a tough background. We know he can probably scrap. Uh, I'm just saying height, weight, that kind of thing. He's gonna get really, really excited. He might gas himself about two minutes in. So if you can withstand that first onslaught, I think you're good. Um, Maybe Chris Peterson might be another one, kind of a wiry guy, West Coast, Pacific Northwest kind of guy. He might know some some clever Tai Chi kind of stuff, but probably not going to go straight for the throat. Yeah, I, I'm going to go David Cutcliffe. <laughs> He's kind of old. You picked the guy with a heart problem. Good call. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know he could do that. You know, he, he just did it. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm going to pick Will Muschamp because. Uh, Hard problem. Uh, well, the thing with Muschamp is he, he gets one swing. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> he does. But if I get so much as a, a point's worth of a lead on him on the cards, it's over. Because I know there's no offense. I'd also pick Jim Grobe because he's not going to show up to the match. Because he's never leaving Wake Forest. <laughs> That's a, he's entrenched. He won't even show up for a wrestling match somewhere I think else. it depends on what the purse for the match is. If it's like $10 million... Oh, Groby, he could use another 10 mil. He's only got about 150 mil in the bank. 
<laughs> Jim Grobe is the richest man in North Carolina. <laughs> I bet Jim Grobe would be impossible to pin, though, because he's sort of like college football's sword in the stone. You can't move him. Yeah. He's not, he's not a threat, but you can't do anything to him. Yeah, but, you know, if you remove him, you're not king, because guess what you get? The Wake Forest job. You get, How about... thank, you get thank you notes from Riley Skinner. <laughs> thank you for not posting pictures of me nude on the internet again. What about PJ Fleck? Just because um, at least two of us would have the dad strength advantage over him. He, he appears to be in better shape than any of us. But, yeah, but, but he is a dad. But he is a dad as well. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying we're older than him. Huh, I'm. He, a, I'm he a, very a, recently played in the NFL. I'm gonna. I'm gonna back off Fleck. Because, well, I uh, mean, we we can only do so well here. And yeah, no, I'm, gonna... I'm trying to pick winners here, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a winner here uh, right now, and that's gonna be Mike Riley because he's so nice that he'd really be yeah. wondering why we were fighting the whole time, and hopefully I can knock him out before then and feel really bad about it because Mike Riley is the nicest man on the planet. But like, so his last words before he goes under in the sleeper would be like, "Bitch, what? No, we can go to in and out." No. <laughs> You, you know who else is kind of soft in the middle and has no defense whatsoever? Mm. Kevin Wilson. Oh man, he's under he's under pressure too, man. Those yeah. dudes who are under pressure, they might just start crying. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, he's known as a, a really ruthless play caller, and he, he's not a he's not a small man. Kevin Wilson is the reason why we have our first 500 yard passing quarterback in Michigan history. Uh. Yeah, he's going to take you to the limit. He's going to make you do things you don't understand. What are you capable of? It's like the Joker making Batman kill somebody. That's Kevin Wilson. (laughs) Kevin Wilson forced Michigan. Let's be honest. Is being is giving up that many yards and points really pushing Michigan to a point they've never been at before? Mm. That's true. Mm. Lord knows that's familiar. How about uh, how about Mark Rick? He's just going to turn his other cheek until he runs out of cheeks. Yeah, I know Evil Rick exists, so I'm going to back off of that choice, too, because that could be well, you dangerous. Pin him, you pin him quick. You know who I want to fight? Oh, God. I do. No, it'd be fun, because he'd probably be really confused and yet really into it. Uh, and, and that would be Al Golden. Because, hmm. one, he'd come out in the tie and the shirt like IRS, right? Right. The huge tie in the shirt. Hopefully. He rips it off when he's got another shirt and tie. <laughs> There's just no bottom to them, right? <laughs> Um, his shirts tag in for themselves. Um, also, he'd be so sweaty that I think that's his natural advantage. Like, it'd be a really long quality match because you'd have to knock him out. You couldn't actually pin him. He'd just squirt out like a huge watermelon seed, right? Uh, my my most terrifying pick is Bronco Mendenhall. Oh, all right. So we'll do our. The, we, we sort of just. Uh, by the way, I wanted to do that just so we could all understand. How badly we might get our asses kicked under good conditions. I'm coming for you, Cutcliffe. <laughs> he just dies. You just cut a promo <laughs> on that man. Just Cutcliffe just kicks like you should call Peyton, tell him I love him. Just wills himself dead. I coached at Duke. I've already been through the worst. Um, all right, so who are your three that you you don't want to face? So yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Bronco Mendenhall because oh. he survived at BYU for almost a decade now. And this, the look, I'm not saying he's killed a man, but he's probably killed a man. His name's Bronco. 
Yeah. He's already that got too. the wrestling name. Also, his job is to order around other full-grown men all day long. He's not he's not picking on a bunch of 17-year-olds. This right. Is a, this is a man who's uh, who's lived it. He named his kids uh, named his kids Cutter, right? Cutter is one of their names. I, I think he named his another kid like uh, Steel Butt, something. <laughs> he's named all of his kids like really metal names. So uh, I imagine they, they are they are Raider or Reader R A E D E R. Wow. Uh, hmm. Break Breaker and Cutter. So they're all like. <laughs> God. They're all Top Gun pilots that didn't make that. That's a whole heist right there. <laughs> yeah, so so we're pretty sure that these are the Mormon bandits, right? <laughs> that that's who he's raising is a gang of a gang of like bank robbing Mormon bandits. Yeah, exactly. who give all the money to the church for a good cause. So now, um, one name I do want to, <laughs> uh, especially because Bruce Feldman, who is. Uh, you know, has done a book with Ed Orgeron. I do want to mention him. I don't think he makes it into the match. I like him more as the special guest referee. I like him being in charge of the rules and regulations for the whole thing, especially because his pre-match instructions completely indecipherable. We can take advantage of that. You know, while he's telling the other coaches what they can't do and they're all sort of <laughs> staring at him, that's when we go for nut shots. The 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 the, the comedy of of what? What? folding chair right that's the delay the confusion. that's our entire strategy okay all right um i have uh i'm gonna make my pick i am going to pick uh charlie strong mm-hmm. because yes, it's strong yes another good name <clears throat> because he uh is one already has a wrestler's name and two because he's he's built like a uh a bison he has gigantic he's like in his like 50s and he has gigantic traps and looks like he could uh like remove your head from the shoulders with a gentle zipping noise as your neck comes to pieces. So Charlie do Strong. You, do you think he would wrestle in the turtleneck? <clears throat> Absolutely. He might even keep the head the, the headset on. That would headset be his thing. Yeah, he'd probably put the headset like I think the big dramatic wrestling move would be to beat him using an unfair cheating tactic and then take the headset and put him on and taunt people, right? Like, yeah. Now, um since that's only two on their side, I'm going to go ahead and name uh, Eastern Michigan's Ron English because we've seen the man dive out of an airplane in order to raise money for bathroom tiles. Mm-hmm. This man has no <laughs> fear whatsoever. Also took Eastern Michigan job. Or, or he really loves bathroom tiles. So Ron English is sort of like the, the wrestler, the movie, that version, where he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a staple to the face for an extra $50. That's fine. Yeah, remember his his Twitter bio is uh, Voracious Raptor, right? Is that is, that's the guy? It's a uh, rapacious bird, isn't it? Rapacious bird. Yeah, Raptor's yeah. a little little. Long. I don't I don't want anything to do with that guy. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Kyle Whittingham of Utah, because uh, or this Ron Hudspeth, because I know Ron Hudspeth can can put up two twenty five as many times as yeah. a professional football player. Yeah. And I looked on the sideline tonight. Hud is. Um, Hud hasn't. That's right now. He hasn't backed off that. That man's doing some five by five mad cow stuff. He is a, a beast and a half. So I want nothing to do with him. I uh, think we steer clear of the entire Sun Belt. All them coaches just bleeding from the face and bashing each other with wooden paddles. And it's uh, you know, it's the training ground. The Sun Belt is uh, the the cradle of coaches, and uh, it's forged with steel, heat, iron, and evidently a really strong S and M streak. I'd fight. I'd fight Larry Blakeney. I would. 
picking on the older gentleman here. That's the point of the game. Listen, okay. you're, I know someone fly with a wreck. Can't help but note you skipped Frank Beamer in the age chart, though. Oh, you don't want oh. none of Frank Beamer. No. Frank, Frank Beamer brings it from Fancy Gap. That man, he's seen somebody. Fancy Gap your ass. Fancy, he will fancy gap your ass. He's seen somebody knocked out with a brick in a purse. I guarantee you. <laughs> Frank Beaver killed like 18 dudes in World War One, and he was not <laughs> fighting for any army. They were just dudes. He was just trying to get from Luxembourg <laughs> to Switzerland for vacation, okay? And they put the Marne between him. And it took him three days and 42 courses, but he got through it, okay? And that's how they invented the tank. His nickname is Frank the Tank. Uh, just a few more people that I think, like, if I had my three, you know, I've got Hudspeth, Whittingham, and uh, for Fear Factor, it's very hard for me to take Frank Beamer out of there, just because he'd get that, like, creepy old mountain man strength look in his eye, and pretty mm-hmm. soon I'd smell moonshine and taste death. So I, I, I'm going to put those three on there, but but for an honorable mention on, on dudes I could wreck, here's who I could take. All right, I'm just going to pick three. Three dudes who I could totally take. One. Skip Holtz. I'm going to take Skip. Uh, two, I could totally take Terry Bowden. Wow. Although, if, although, <laughs> man, if those, if those jaws lock on. <laughs> the, pro- the problem with Terry Bowden is you think you're just fighting him. Next thing you know, you got Jeff <laughs> you hooked got around whole- your ankle. Man. I ain't worried about Jeff. He's got two plays. I mean, not, there's not too many Bowdens that are really all that intimidating. How, how do y'all feel about Holgo? You know, Holgo might. I, I see Holgo more as the guy who gets knocked out first in a bar fight that he starts than the guy who finishes it, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, Holgo would be. Holgo's the person I want to fight least in a prison fight. But if this is a some rules three on three tag team match. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about him. Yeah, if it's but, sanctioned at all, I, I think I'd like to face Holgo. But yeah, if it's, yeah. but if it's a you know, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in with me. <laughs> oh no! If if we got a deep fryer, yeah, and a couple of prison cafeteria trays, it's over. Now, um, my number one is going to be Mike London, um, former cop. Yeah, former vice cop. I ain't got no time. Former vice cops. I will ring the bell. I'm walking back to the locker room right now. Yeah, I'm out. I'm doing that thing where I crawl over the fence of the octagon, right? Get away, like, <laughs> up and full over as the crowd boos. That's me. I'm out. Yeah. Chases you around the ring a few times. That's fine. I'll take that shame. I would take, I would, I would not want to face either one of the Polinis, but if you <laughs> put them both in the ring, then I'm fine with it because there's no way they don't turn on each other. Yeah, it's like a video game when you have, you know, when you have two unbeatable foes. What you right. do is go hide in the shadows and wait for them to start fighting each other, right? Well, what, what would happen is, like, let's say Carl grabs the mic and he starts bragging about how he banged Rhonda last night. And then Bo's like, Rhonda? Rhonda's my woman. And then they just go at each other. <laughs> oh, man, June Jones. <laughs> Wait, with or, with or without the mustache? Oh, if he's got the mustache, no part of him, man. <laughs> like if it's June, yeah. jo- if it's June Jones '88, I'm backing out of this mother. Okay, so so it's Hawaii Jones or Dallas Jones? No, 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 decrepit Dallas Jones. I'm telling okay. you, that man probably does what every other man over 50 does in Dallas after 8 p.m. 
he takes up his residence and his proper spot of lodging in a chain steakhouse. If you hit, like at this point, his his ribs are probably brittle enough to be broken with a firm <laughs> slap. I don't know. Cream spinach has some calcium in it, right? A lot, well, a lot, yeah, a lot of iron, you know. But uh, he's not. Uh, it's, it's, he's not eating cream spinach. He's getting like a. He's getting like a steak and four glasses of red wine a night. Telling you, stiff wind could snap that man's arm. We're gonna take him. No, another one I want no part of is a Paul Rhodes. We yeah. know his intensity. We know he can bring down anybody, no matter the location or the night of the week. Um, there's absolutely no way to predict his movements. Even when he's not trying to fight, his limbs are just uh, flailing in every direction. He's going to come at you like a, a barrel of knives. Like that, that, that. Who's that one character in the video game? The, the He's got like forks on his hands and he wears a Speedo and he's got like blindfolds. It's that Soul, soul Calibur game. Oh, okay, but yeah, yeah, that, I got skinny you. little man who rolls around on the floor. That's Paul Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, um, I got two others. I, I judge a man by the size of his neck. Uh, Steve Adazio. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's bald bull. He's just a bullet. Yeah, no, I mean, and you you wouldn't be able to choke him out because his head and his neck are the same width. So there's really no point at which you stop or can get a good leverage, you know, on the neck. He's just and, one big cankle. <clears throat> he is. He's like one enormous uh, cankle, you know. And uh, the other one, I would uh, my final note. Um, I, I want no part of. Uh, want no part of old Paul Johnson. Oh, I thought you were going to say Norm Chow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Norm, Norm would just be confused by all this. <laughs> Why are we fighting? <laughs> I'm sleepy. <laughs> this is dumb. So do we have our, so so should we so my final three were my final three that I did not want to face were Whittingham, uh, Beamer, and Hudspeth. I don't want I don't want those three, especially because Beamer is going to pull all those like Ric Flair veteran wrestling moves, right? Like he's going to be the dude who blades, right? That's what Frank oh, Beamer does. Oh yeah, like, he yeah, bites your forehead. Exactly. Like he's the one who gets in there and blades himself, right, to get the crimson mask going. Oh, that's Frank Beamer. Okay. So those are, those are my three, Jason. Okay. Three. I'm, I'm gonna go um, London Rhodes and Beamer. Okay. I'm sold on Beamer. Uh, I'm gonna steal strong from you. I'm gonna add Mendenhall. Oh, and I'm gonna throw Pat Fitzgerald in there. Yeah, you went. You went like mm. the all. That's a solid move because you went all trap team. Yeah. Like all trapezius. Those dudes all have massive traps. So good call on you. That's okay, a good Bruce. looking tag team. Yeah, that is. You know, I think all three of these teams work pretty well. You know? can, we get, can we get Godfrey to set this up? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can get this. Uh, he knows at least a couple of these coaches. Yeah. Um, one thing we should cover. Um, should actually talk about a, a team that nobody's watched on TV until this past weekend, and even then you had to go like to JP, to Raycom, to the SEC Network to do it. And that would be a team that um, is actually good. And no one really sort of knows why, so we should sort of talk about that. Also, we don't really understand them, so it's fun to talk about them because, you know, they're new to the family, and that would be Mizzou. Yeah, the the Missouri Tigers, the team that nobody wanted before expansion, nobody wanted after expansion, and now, lo and behold, they're going to save the conference, putting up 30-something points on the Florida Gators. You know who they're doing it without, though? Dave Yost. Doing it without the long-haired, 
Do it without Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Do it without beautiful, beautiful ass Blaine Gabbert, which is less surprising than it might have been a few years ago before he started playing professional football. I should point out that it's professional football for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So except, <laughs> except that definition on a wide spectrum of possible meanings. They still gotta let it let him into players association functions. <laughs> he he gets butterfly shrimp, but though that's free. <laughs> just, they, they show they show up and and like they're like they show up to the bank and they're like, are you sure he has a pension? <laughs> are you sure it counts for the same amount of money? It should count for more, damn it. Oh, Duval. Duval. <laughs> Well, this is the weirdest thing about about uh, Missouri. One, they were very bad last year, very, very bad, and are now very good, which gives me hope as a Florida fan, currently a fan of a very bad team with no hope. So yeah. there's there's that. But yeah. the weird the weirdest thing is about this team is that uh, we didn't see certain things coming, which were pretty obvious. I.e. that their offense was going to be pretty good because they got Henry Josie back yeah. uh, after, I believe, his 13th knee injury. It was 13 at once, yes. 13. And they have the number, former number one recruited wide receiver, a talented quarterback. They had a banged-up offensive line last year, sort of a say. They were sort of the Georgia last year, but nobody had the expectations for them, and this year they're all healthy. So, yeah, Florida, national title next year. Yeah, awesome. That's totally what I want to hear next year. That's something Florida fans deal with so well. <laughs> well, we'll do it next year, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pack it in, sim, sim ahead. <laughs> exactly. I'll book my I'll book my hotel room now. Uh, but but another thing about this Missouri team uh, that they did so well against Florida, which I, I you you're going to see that this is somewhat illusory. I'm not saying that you know. Matty Mock, which is spelled offensively, M A M A T Y. It's like the it's like the thing you spell when you're when you have a bunch of Scrabble tiles and you don't you're like I don't I'm gonna throw this down and hope they don't challenge it. <laughs> Matty Mock, it's, like, it's a it's, town in Massachusetts. It's kind of like a comic book character you come up with when you're, when you're eight. <laughs> this is Matty Mock, and this is his friend, the giant rabbit. <laughs> He does look, by the way, could he be a more Missouri person? Because this is another thing. We really don't understand Missouri, the state. And I will, I will, I will fully disclose this, that I, that I, I do not understand why it is. I do not understand its social identity. I will list everything I know about Missouri tonight. It will not take long. But, uh, Matty Monk lists his hobbies as hunting, fishing, and video games. <laughs> and I guarantee you those video games or hunting and fishing. <laughs> exactly. It's like All the the Cabela 2012, Cabela 2013. <laughs> I haven't played the new Cabela. Yeah, hunting, fishing, and video games. You add in church and fast food, and there's Missouri. I've been to the state a few times, been to a few different areas. You are pretty close, sir. Yeah, it's it's redneck, but uh, but but kind of a like assorted midwestern kind of redneck. Sort of like you know if you. If you're in Iowa redneck school and they're like, you're too good at this, they send you down to Missouri, you know? And then if you're really good at Missouri redneck school, they just pass you down to Arkansas. You just keep moving down Mimal, right? Varying degrees of redneckitude. 
Another thing I know about Missouri is that uh, it takes 400 hours to drive across. And it's all the same grim tree line the entire time, interspersed only with ads for adult video stores and cigarette shops. Sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, and, and this that I sat next to, I sat next to a Cardinals fan on the way back from uh, Old Miss, and that he sounded and looked like what I envision one of John Boyce's characters was if he got loose from the internet. Hmm. Like a guy who was, you know, like when the drink trade came around, it was like, do you have the tomato juices? Like that kind of, you know, did you see the Cardinals game? And like an occasional weird Southern accent that would only come through every eighth word. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you know, they've got a real powerful lineup. I'm like, why like I was stunned. I'm like, "What you? She said that again. Powerful. Wow. <laughs> it's kind. Of, it's kind of because Missouri's sort of a, a melting pot of weirdness. Like there, there are parts around the world where different cultures collide, and in Missouri, they just happen to be some of the most bizarre people alive. You have, you know, the the the, the West Tennessee stuff, the Arkansas, and then also the Southern Illinois, which is it's the South. You know, the, that southern Indiana, southern Illinois, that's that's as country as anywhere around here. You've got the the then you, then you get in the Midwest and the heartland stuff. It's it's a perfect collision. It's probably the mo- the weirdest place in America, just in terms of the number of cultures colliding in there. Uh, have you have you ever been to now, by the way, none of us have ever actually been to a game at Columbia. We should also say that. Right. None of us have been to a game at the University of Missouri. Correct. Correct. Right. Okay. Because nobody's going there. <laughs> just it's just not happening. Unless they're in your conference, right? It's not like, oh yeah, you gotta go there. They have uh an M made of stones. Well, I'm sold. You can sit on it. Yeah, you can they'll they'll let you sit on it. I'm like, that's the kind of thing the SEC, if we had like a ceremonial or sacred M, right? They would loose dogs on you if you went and sat on it, right? It would be totally legal for, for the cops to do that. But in Missouri, they're like, oh, no, let the journalism students sit on it. In some SEC schools, the M would be made of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Just live snapping dogs. I'm surprised Tennessee doesn't have a team made of <laughs> dogs, actually. They will. Just give it time. <laughs> Butch has to get this thing going, but soon, yeah. once he's got yeah. enough, once Recruits. he's got... Recruits love the dog tea. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the dog tea. The power dog. Power tea. dog. Here comes the power dog tea. <laughs> the checkerboard of dogs. <laughs> Auburn's gonna blow them up because that's what they do. They just blow up dogs. And they'll they'll steal a couple. Be like, we could use some other animals. We're getting quite the menagerie. Uh, the uh, Missouri also, by the way, you should know this that uh, it's it's you know it's, it's big city is, is St. Louis. And Kansas City. If you've been to either one of those, which I have, uh, you've driven through them. That's like even when, even when you pull off, you're in the middle of an interstate off ramp. Amazing. Now Kansas City's pretty nice. Not not in terms of like you gotta see it. Just everyone there is nice. I won't say that for St. Louis, but <laughs> Kansas City is a it's a nice place. And St. Louis. Go, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, you, you go there, you drive three hours east, you're in Columbia. You go to St. Louis, you drive three hours west, you're in Columbia. <laughs> it's, 
If you drive, if you drive like three hours from the center of Missouri in any direction, you're still in Missouri. St. Louis is the last place where I saw somebody with a beeper. (laughs) I bet they still have one. Was it it the mayor? (laughs) It was probably probably Nelly. (laughs) I'm bringing him back. Murphy Lee, leave me alone. That would be a good idea, to make beepers cool again. Like, the kids these days, they're all into the 90s stuff. They all wear skateboard clothes, and, you know, they all, they all dress like we did when we were kids. Just a bandolier of beepers. Just, yeah. yeah. The biggest, the newest thing is going to be to carry a beeper and no phone. What you got? Ah, somebody called me. You going to call them back? Can't. Got to find a pay phone. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't put 911 in front of it, so it's not important. <laughs> put 911 in front of it? Well, better find someone else with a cell phone. Everybody's got beepers. Plans worked according according to my entire scheme. It's all planned out and working. Now, you got at your high schools, did you try to have, like, this system of, like, basically hashtags where you could, like, tag your, your, your beeper messages with uh with your numerical identity. Like there's one guy who's like, I'm sixty nine and then there's like ten guys that are like, No, 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 I'm sixty nine so then everyone just sort of scraps the whole thing because everyone wants the same numbers. No, because by the last two years of high school I wasn't poor, Jason. God. So you guys are on phones by then, huh? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we no we, we we tried to do that. And you know, you're like, I'm gonna pick a cool number, but we were dorks. So our beeper numbers or our alert numbers were like Dude, make mine 1066 for the Norman Conquest. Wow. When you do that, you have nobody texting you. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It's true. You're like, it's you, dude. Yeah, but put 1066. Put 5150 the- for like the eighth worst Van Halen album. Yeah, yeah that's you, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that sure is you. Father of two has had sex. <laughs> putting terrible lame ass AP history jokes into my beeper coach. There are other ways to have children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could just, you know, send out spores. <laughs> it works. Wait. And maybe that's what the Bowdens do. Maybe they just maybe they just send out spores. You gotta watch. You get a Bowden spore on your arm. You you gotta wash that thing off in a hurry. Or... Maybe, maybe Son, have, have you seen the last scene of Aliens? <laughs> now let me tell you this it's like the Ponerusi but w- through the sternum <laughs> uh, I- I'll say this I think Bronco Mendenhall probably just spontaneously generates his children just goes out into the woods and is like I'm gonna go shoot a deer think about fecundity then all of a sudden <laughs> wow gets a kid breaker yeah, maybe he names them after what it took to make them yeah. <laughs> he had to break something Thus I dubbed the breaker. I split the boulder, and lo, it was an egg for you. <laughs> Dead forest ranger. That will be your name. <laughs> Accidentally assassinated federal agent. You're my favorite son. Um, let me go ahead and uh, look at uh, next week's games. Because I think when you talk about coaches reproducing by spores, it's time to move on. Uh Next week, uh, this can't possibly be as interesting because uh, Upset Saturday was last Saturday. Nobody gave us the schedule, but they never do. 
looking at this week, um, your uh, your sneaky Friday night game. By the way, your Thursday night game uh, may be <laughs> maybe the kind of atrocity that's too bad to turn away from, and that would be Kentucky at Mississippi State. Oh boy, I feel like these teams are battling for draft <laughs> position. Like, <laughs> does the winner get the number one something? Anything? Should 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 we tell them that that doesn't? Agree? Never mind. Like the winner gets to play Alabama at noon instead of three thirty next year. <laughs> we get it over with early. Go eat dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can head out to the Huddle House three hours earlier. Yeah. Well, you know Mississippi State. You're, you know you're going to be driving away to so that Huddle House. There's, there's going to be a line. There's going to be a line. It's the only thing around for miles. How many people are going to be at this game on a Thursday night with Kentucky coming to visit Mississippi State? You know what? I would say none. But I know what's in and around Starkville, so <laughs> everybody's going to be there. What other show would tell? The, the question is, what else are they going to be doing? Mm, I heard that Gravity movie's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see something safe for the kids, like Mississippi State football. Frankly, uh, I don't believe in gravity. gravity. Hey, listen, that, that, that Gravity movie's against God because it shows a woman in space. <laughs> it shows a woman with a job. <laughs> a woman with a job in a space who's away from her children in a tiny airless tube above the earth. Um, it's also against God because George Clooney dies and he's beautiful. Um, spoiler. Yes. Yeah, oh, really? He dies. Huh. He dies so hard. Huh. In that movie. Looking, looking forward space. to seeing that, but. Uh. Yeah, too bad. You <laughs> heels who go and see things for plot. Now, you also have to watch Kentucky, Mississippi State, sir. <laughs> you brought upon yourself. We all do. And God, you know, this is the kind of year when Kentucky could pull this off. No, this is, this is the game where Kentucky will lead in the fourth quarter. Mississippi State will win by four on some bullshit punt return or something. And everyone will be like, yeah, Dan Mullen's got it. He's got it running. It's all, it's all humming together. Year, year 12 is when he's really going to turn that corner. <laughs> That's the game that makes everybody happy. You know, though, Kentucky fans are. Oh, the recruiting is really taking hold. (laughs) Are those new guys here yet? I don't. I don't know. Hey, don't bother to put on shoes, Kentucky fan. Not that you have them anyway, but you've worn that path between you and the Rivals.com Kentucky ranking board down to a fine, dustless rut. So Mm -hmm. don't bother. You can just keep going back and forth because that way lies hope until basketball comes. Just set up a Google alert. That's that'll save you time. Set up an AOL alert, a GeoCities. Sorry, alert. sorry. Yes. <laughs> Have a special code on your beeper. <laughs> one, <laughs> one for the meth man, and then one for rivals signing a three-star recruit. Woo! Just have Coach Stoops personally text you every time a new kid from Ohio he will. is crossing the border. <laughs> got a yacht, got a Yahtzee with three asterisks, y'all. <laughs> You know, like the the beeper code is like Y T Z. I like that uh, the 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 Houston nut rule, which forbids a school from signing thirty nine players. Uh, I think Kentucky could just sort of slip past that because, like, is Mike Slive going to wake up in the morning on signing day and like actually look at their at their you know their rivals page? I think Kentucky's made up some of these players. I think Stoops is like, yeah, we got. Uh, Billiam McGillicuddy, he's a four-star from West Virginia? And then on signing day, they're just going to be like, oh, Billiam had to go back to Canada, sorry. Yeah, Jordash, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, he didn't have the grades. 
Yeah, we signed D.B. Cooper. <laughs> He's an outstanding uh, jumper out of Washington. Yeah, we got uh, Mark Stoopsy. He's a real hard playing kid. I, I gotta, I gotta go. We, we gotta, we gotta weight lift. <laughs> that uh, it'll that, just be like that scene in Home Alone. Oh yeah, you know, you just just look through the window, you can see them all in there, and it's just a Michael Jordan cut out on a train. He set, he set up uh, a bunch of marionettes. <laughs> let me uh, let me give you uh, some of the worst. We we do have ranked teams playing. But that doesn't mean we have ranked teams playing ranked teams. For instance, the 0-6 UConn Huskies. Play. It's point five and five and a half, but go ahead. <laughs> They're playing. They did almost beat Michigan. <laughs> they did almost beat Michigan. Remember that? <laughs> Speaking of being pushed to previously unknown limits and or depth. Just Brady Hoke at the bottom of that Marianas Trench. This is tremendous. <laughs> um, <laughs> the bubbles taste the like bubbles pizza. So delicious. You know what? You know, I bet you could put Brady Hoke like 5,000 feet down to the ocean. He wouldn't turn inside out. <laughs> so fine. There'd be like, there'd be like lantern fish passing him going, dude, I don't know how you're doing this. And he's like, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> uh, UCF plays them coming off their big win over Louisville. Louisville. Uh, Wake Forest, Miami, Ryan's game. Woo! Idiot. Jim Grove has done it before, goddammit. <laughs> hey, they, hey, they are two and two in conference. Wake Forest, that's like 500. <laughs> it's just the same thing almost, right? At Wake Forest, it's like you don't have a curve for Wake Forest anymore. Dude, okay. Wake Forest is going to go to a bowl game, and Florida probably won't. I know. <laughs> this year's hilarious. Uh, Oklahoma State goes to Iowa State. This is like Iowa State's third upset bid in a row that they're not going to cash in on. Uh, they're banking them all for uh, Kansas or something. <laughs> they're, they're, you know what? It looks, it, has Iowa State played Kansas yet? Pardon me for not knowing this. No, uh, they have not. They don't play them until their next to last game of the season. Yeah, that's a that, good rivalry. They say uh, everybody like that. knows that. That might be Kansas's shot at winning a Big 12 game. Because they're, they're actually getting better, marginally. Like little increments every week. They're also talking about playing a freshman quarterback. <laughs> Iowa State's 1-5. and five. <laughs> Just keep saying that to yourself. They're 1-5. and five. They're well, how, about, how about the Riot Bowl, Iowa State, West Virginia? Uh, Yeah, that's not going to happen. I, it's, no, it's Kansas. That's, Kansas might... If I had money to put on Kansas football, which no sane man does, I'd put it on Kansas for that game. Easy. Uh, Nebraska will play uh, at Minnesota. By the way, that's five and two Minnesota. Yeah. One and two in conference. Coming off a big win over Northwestern. <laughs> do you know who the best team Nebraska has beaten so far is? Oh, do tell. It's is Illinois. it South Dakota? It's Illinois. <laughs> So, so are we entertaining the very real possibility of Nebraska losing here? Because I yes, am. yes, absolutely. On the road, it's a nooner. Oh, it's at noon. Oh, they're done. <laughs> Nothing good happens at noon. <laughs> That's what my parents always told me. Yes, <laughs> never go to school. <laughs> Don't do anything you want because twelve o'clock. Nothing good ever happens then. Uh, Louisville plays uh, at South Florida. In 2005's most interesting game, 
buy a ticket to that game for pro- half a <laughs> half a torn dollar. It doesn't even have to be viable currency anymore. <laughs> is this the game of the week? Where is this the can buy a ticket with two cigarettes game of the week? Yeah. Be like, yeah, I, I got a I got a box seat. Uh, I gave him Park Place. <laughs> No, they haven't run the McDonald's Monopoly game in years, no. I'm sitting in the owner's box. I'm actually a glazer. I, I gave own, him. I own South Florida. I gave him three nicotine patches. That's how I got up here. One of them was just a Band-Aid. <laughs> Dirty one. They picked up the sidewalk. Because it's Tampa, and I'm sure there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, another early noon one that, uh, of some note, Vanderbilt goes to Texas A&M, uh, which again, I think you have to watch your ass if you're Texas A&M here because Manziel's not 100% and Vanderbilt, uh, they're playing like angry, desperate, scared billionaires. I don't, people. I, I don't, I don't know what Vanderbilt fans would do if they beat Georgia and Johnny Manziel in back to back weeks. Well, they would say goodbye to their head coach is what they would do. Yes. That's it. You could, they, they would bid him au revoir. Thank him for his service. And, and just let him pass over the horizon. If you want by the most terrifying possible game, I think there's just terror in all directions here, by the way. Clemson at Maryland. <laughs> a, a wounded Dabo, confused and stunned, possibly yelling gibberish at the lights. <laughs> This is and this is a beat up Maryland, so Clemson's they, gonna come out and be like, "Oh, let's just let's just crush them," and then it's gonna be six zero at halftime. They're gonna be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> Somehow Maryland loses like eight players for the year, and they're down by six points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Clemson's gonna have Clemson's <laughs> gonna have forty two first downs and twenty points in the fourth quarter. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> Uh, I would also uh, point your attention to uh, to a, not not Florida State. They're going to kill NC State. Uh, the the intriguing undefeated team that nobody talks about because uh, nobody seems to buy into a weak Big Twelve. But uh, hey, Texas Tech, you're se- you're seven and zero and handsome. And after this week, you'll be handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Texas Tech. What now? When's this? When's this like blind faith in Oklahoma, who looked like baked cat ass casserole terrine against Texas? Against Texas, I'm I'm, I'm convinced that one was a little bit of a favor from uh, Mr. Stoops for uh, for Mac Brown, who's who's done him so well over the last few years. Wanted to send the man out on a high note. How do you give that beloved colleague? How do you give that speech? We're beyond plausibility, so why not entertain it? Just Stoops going out there, boys. Today I need you to, you know, chill. Well, I think I think the speech is um, just tell Blake Bell to keep throwing. Just stand still, move only his arm. That's what I'm <laughs> to do. That's the only speech you have to give. So if you tell him to use his legs, Texas loses. Well, he did say he didn't feel comfortable running the seven foot tall, three hundred pound uh, Blake Bell. Yeah, who would, maybe who would the reason feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe he didn't feel comfortable running him because uh, he doesn't feel comfortable losing his buddy. You know what Blake Bell actually is? You know how when somebody does an analysis of a superhero in a costume, will be like, oh, if Batman actually wore all this shitty war, he couldn't, like, he couldn't move, he couldn't jump, he couldn't, like, turn to his left. That's Blake Bell. He's, like, real-life Batman. 
just overloaded and slowly his knees being shredded by the weight of his armor. Like Iron Man with the power off. Right. Yeah, like uh, somebody, somebody did an analysis of the Pacific Rim monsters and that, that it was like they would be generating a billion tons of energy just to throw a punch, which is, that's Blake Bell throwing a football. So in other words, you just have to feed Blake Bell like cliff bars constantly in order to get an effective Blake Bell. Yes, like eat an entire rhinoceros every snap. <laughs> well, you know, man, Gino's not doing anything. Go, go, go fetch him one. Uh, let's see, uh, UCLA at Oregon. I think Oregon is going to, uh, trash UCLA. Just because the UCLA's front, if you saw them against Stanford, uh, they, they, they melted. They're really not up the middle. No, no, sir. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. No yeah, they, here. yeah, they, 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 they gonna die. Uh, hey, Tennessee, Alabama. I, I, I maintain this is going to be reasonably close. For what length of time? The whole game or like I know, whole game. seven minutes? No, whole game. That's Tennessee's gig this year. <laughs> yeah. And they've gotten better. They're one of the few teams I can honestly say they've gotten better every week. Now, what is it that Tennessee's really good at? Uh, <laughs> they've, they've improved by becoming mediocre at everything. Because you'd think it'd be, oh, it's the passing game. But Justin Worley ranks near the bottom of the SEC in, in the numbers. I'm, I'm just... I don't know what they're, how they're doing this because they're, Respect, they don't appear to be good in anything. Respecting their elders. Yeah. Oskiing. Okay. I believe Oskiing is part of this, if mm-hmm. I remember. General Neeland. That's Brigadier General. Remember. Neeland. He's like the first general. He's like the, the entry level general. Not even like a professional general. Bumper pool. Bumper pool. That's an important. <laughs> Playing whist. How they're doing it. Riverboat, riverboat style. You know. Tennessee's okay. okay. cool grandpa. Yeah, they're the, they're the cool grandpa. That's it. That's how they're like, how's he beating me at cribbage? Uh, they're I just think, winking, just winking at stuff. They're doing yeah. stuff that you can wink after. Exactly. <laughs> stuff always works. I think, I think Tennessee keeps this close the whole time. I do. There's just, there's no way Alabama's up for him. And there's no way Tennessee isn't hair on fire raging this week. Yeah. Nick Saban thanks you for your lack of faith in his team. I know. I evidently remember I'm what motivates his team, not him. So thanks for saying stuff, press. <laughs> uh, then finally, rolling through, uh, <laughs> if I know who's going to score 70 points this week. It's Auburn because they're playing FAU. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, Carl, well, Carl, there you go. And Carl Pellini. <laughs> they look like in that head. Uh, what what if uh, what if FAU brings its own bird of combat and debuts a war owl before the game? <laughs> that owl's getting shot out of the sky at a Jordan Air. Like they fly the war eagle, and all of a sudden the war owl goes up, and somebody's pulling a gun and and firing from the stands. That's how that works. It's Pat die. It's it's it's, it's a hammered Pat die. Like Just. Dad. Daggone it, that was supposed to be the shotgun full of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got another one right here. I, I got to start labeling these. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Sharpie. <laughs> oh, I love you, Pat Dye. Uh, South Carolina at Missouri. Probably, probably, you know, this is like probably one of the best games of the day. If not, 
uh, the best game of the day because uh, South Carolina needs this bad, bad. And I'm like the the real Columbia. Yeah, this is the battle. This is the battle for the battle of Columbia. Who is the real Columbia? But by the way, I don't really like the answer to either one. I think the answer is DC in a very terrifying way. But how, how okay. about how about Columbia? Sure. <laughs> I would take that over either of these, and not just for the pharmaceuticals. Uh, finally, uh, we have uh, Ohio State, uh, Penn State. Which, uh, no, we probably get that. This is, is this the game that you get, right? Like everywhere, they're like, with all of college football's bounty, big game on ABC is still gonna be frickin' Ohio State with some overmatched Big Ten lesser. The like most, ex- the, the most exciting thirds and eight you'll ever see. You're already live at Ohio State fans <laughs> complaining about Miami's NCAA sanctions. <laughs> What about they're doing. me? It is here because they're the only fan base the NCAA has ever punished. <laughs> he snaps it off, and it's three yards to make it fourth and seven. We'll be right back after this Boniva commercial. <laughs> you know, this might actually be a good game because because uh, I want it to be. There's really no reason statistically this should be a good game. Spencer, you're, stuff, you're, you're, you're you're a Florida fan. You don't get anything you want this season. I I, <laughs> I will close. I will close with a note. By the way, on, on my trip to Oxford, related to that statement, sir. Uh, Stanford, Oregon State. Uh, remember, Oregon State most baffling, awesome record in college football because that one came to an FCS school. It came to came to Eastern Washington, <laughs> and now they're four and zero in the Pac-12 because evidently everyone else is easier than Eastern Washington. Well, Colorado definitely is, and so is Cal. <laughs> You're not going too far with some of the teams Oregon State's actually played. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's true. Oh man, uh, and then uh, the late nighter, it's Fresno State at San Diego State. <laughs> the kick is at 10:30 p.m. Eastern. So, you know, if you want to watch David Carr throw 79 passes while you tax yourself into an, like, an insurmountable sleep debt, you know, join us. Also, there is a Hawaii Midnighter this week. <gasps> oh, with Atlanta. So, Colorado State. Which <laughs> <laughs> that is sure to go to four overtimes. <laughs> you know, that, that answer, like, when I was like, man, what would make that a, a really crappy, uncompelling game? Colorado State's a perfect answer for that. I was like, no, nope, no, nope, that's about right. Oh, and Cal Washington, Cal Washington. What, what if it somehow snuck up on you that Hawaii's opponent was like um, Georgia? <laughs> if we just slept on that, you're like sugar, sugar Bowl revenge, or it's like, oh my god, Texas is playing at Hawaii. <laughs> available only, on, available only on the Longhorn Network. <laughs> Let's just make it like as let's make the Longhorn Network even like less findable and watchable by starting a Texas Hawaii game at one in the morning. (laughs) I think they just do tape delay. They show it at uh, (laughs) nine a.m. Central in a special partnership with NHK TV in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Only available at four in the morning on NHK in Chinese. Perversely enough, be like, honey, I don't understand. Texas is playing, but they only got Ronco commercials on. 
wait, I like these better. Let's watch that. That's good. These are dependable products. I'm like this Texas football team. Texas, by the way, plays TCU this week. Oh, boy. Things haven't gone Gary Patterson's way. That's one where nobody knows what to make of it. There's a. Uh, their, their defense is really good. They really are. The team that's favored, I, I think it keeps flipping back and forth. <laughs> nobody can decide who's actually favored here. I think we'll just, you know, we're going to put a cow on a narrow cinder block fence, see which side it falls on. That's how we decide things in Texas. Yep. Oh, he's on the TCU side. You get to butcher him. Uh, yeah, that, those are, those are my notes for this week. I would go ahead and, uh, and say this, that, that, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. We are Florida fans. We don't get what we want. No. That's fine. But, but I'd had like a really miserable football season. Like, just miserable. Like, why are you even watching this? This isn't fun. Right? Like, zero fun. Then I went. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You can do other things. I can't. It's my job. (laughs) If you're suggesting that sports writers can't write about sports without watching it, there's like a thousand people you need to know about. Go ahead. (laughs) Hi, Mitch Album. Uh, (laughs) Just start. Maybe that's what happens. They'll get burned by their favorite team, and they're like, I'm just going to write about the kids, how everything's colorful. (laughs) People love that. Uh, no, but, but I was, uh, I was at Old Miss and I saw people who were happy, like terrified and scared uh, and wearing ridiculous clothing, but, but who were really happy. It reminded me that like, you can actually enjoy this. Like, even though they were two seconds away from not, <laughs> from really not. Yeah, and these, these, these things, you know, in 2006, when you won a national title, who was their head coach? Uh, you talking about Ole Miss or? Yeah. Yeah. That would be. <laughs> these things, these things, these things go around and come around. Remember that? You'll, you'll have your day. <laughs> I believe that would be. And then who became their head coach? Why that would be the current head coach of USC. <laughs> <laughs> who you'll remember lost last week, uh, which, you know, that was, a, that was a good week long order on bubble we had, right? Oh, yeah. And they lost. Can't even beat Notre Dame. And they lost like fourteen to what seven. There were people who uh, during that game were were tweeting at me because I was. I think I said something like, "Who the hell is watching Notre Dame USC instead of Clemson Florida State?" And they're like, "Well, at least at least this game is close." And you know, close is if if close is the is the standard for a game to watch, then you should just you should just move to. I'm trying to think like the most boring Eastern Bloc country possible because I mean, uh, you know justice and death they'll always be close. Yeah, cockroaches <laughs> close to the floor. Right. Exactly. You're like, well, you know what? You know what? These man, who's not who's not living? Well, at least Kansas's landscape is is equal. <laughs> Left side of the road, why it's tied with the right side of the road. I can look at either side and they're equally intriguing. Yes, because they're flat. It's absolutely nothing. My favorite thing about that game is Bill Connolly saying three days later that he's tried to watch it and he just can't. <laughs> Not even Bill can make it through that game. It's like it's like the worst The Ring ever. Everybody's like, nah, not finishing this. It's like, oh, we cursed the wrong video. I'll live forever. The tape's like, you have to make it to the third or the curse won't set in. You're like, fuck this shit. 
I'll die. I'll die. I'll die. Bailed halfway through the first. Like the first person to get the tape of USC Notre Dame is like, taking one for the team, y'all. It's been real. I'm going to watch this and I'm going to die of this curse. Right about what a stupid wizard made this. You leave Bob Davey alone. <laughs> All right, that's where we are. There we go. Yeah, there we go.